Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hello and welcome to the COB. Andrew and Kyle joining you and welcome to a brand new financial year. Um, interesting that uh, last half, wasn't it, Kyle? It was, it was. It's, uh, I'm sure many investors will be happy to uh, put it behind them. And Nadine and I spoke about it a lot yesterday, but we did the um, obituary to the financial year 21, 22. Um, but here we are, financial year 22, 23, and I'm just by the looks of you, you look refreshed. It's 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 like it's a new lease on life, isn't it? Oh, it's all upside from here, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we cross our fingers. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it looks as though we're ending the week positively. Yeah. Only just. Uh, just, you know, looking around the sectors, in fact. Uh, actually, the Goldies got a bit of a bid today hmm. uh, because they have been punished recently, ever since Evolution had that downgrade and it dragged the rest of the market with it. So that's mm. one bright spot, particularly as far as resources, because um, as far as the big iron ore miners, uh, not pretty today with uh, Rio, Fortescue, BHP, all down between 2 and 3%. And also energy mm. down significantly as well. Yeah, those recession fears seem to be gripping our market right now. Um, obviously, flowed through from the United States last night, poor consumer spending. Everyone's moving their focus, as we've been saying a lot recently, away from inflation concerns in the future and towards the risk the U.S. economy could be going into recession and a technical recession even as soon as next quarter. Yeah, because we uh, did have that latest data out of the U.S. just as far as personal consumption is concerned. So w- what is that telling you that... Uh, on a bit of a slippery slope now, perhaps. Well, I mean, on, on the surface of things is that, yeah, perhaps the consumer is uh, a little bit softer than previously thought that consumption is going to slow down a little bit quicker. I did have a really good, interesting, a really good, interesting, really interesting conversation with Warren Hogan today from AQ Economics and the Big Picture. Obviously, go back and watch it yourself. But he was talking about just the definition of recession in the United States, because obviously, as we all know, and what I thought as well was held true in the US is that a technical recession is two uh, quarters of negative GDP growth. During the week, we had... The Q1 final numbers come out and that was negative. The Atlanta GDP now forecast at all says that Q2 could be negative too. But in the United States, it's the National Bureau of Economic Research that actually defines whether the US economy goes into recession or not. And he says, if joblessness doesn't pick up, then this will be two quarters negative growth, but not necessarily a technical recession. So, mm. or not necessarily a recession. So, uh, go, go look at that. But clearly, markets are worried about the growth outlook. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? The data is much more sort of nuanced in the States, isn't it? Really yeah, and we get a lot more of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's right. Yeah. Uh, but we did have our own um, data today of interest, certainly as far as housing is concerned, CoreLogic's latest read. No surprise, Kyle. Uh, we are now seeing falls across the nation, certainly led by the biggest markets of Sydney and Melbourne. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I'm certainly no property analyst. If I were, I probably wouldn't have purchased an apartment in the Melbourne CBD in January 2020 and 
you know, the rest is history. But um, from people who I speak to, you know, there's this argument that, you know, it's, it's primarily Melbourne and Sydney-led and everything else is holding up reasonably well and, and what have you. But um, the counter-argument there is that they're normally the first dominoes to fall and everyone else, you know, sort of follows afterwards. So, you know, clearly it's one of those data points where, you know, everyone's reading into it what uh, whatever their priors tell them to read into it. But, um, yeah, clearly we're seeing softening house prices in those boom markets of the last couple of years in Melbourne and Sydney. Yeah, I had a chat with Tim Lawless from CoreLogic uh, earlier today, so that's worth uh, checking out as well on the on the website. Uh, just as far as what he's seeing at the moment, perhaps forecasts. Look, I mean, it, it's really difficult to forecast at the moment because you know there are so many unknowns at play. Um, clearly, in the face of uh, you know elevated uh, inflation, those are rising interest rates at the moment, but also those broader um, geopolitical factors at play at the same time, which is influencing uh, pretty much everything at the moment. But uh, interesting to see the forecast. They're all over the shop. I'm yeah. seeing huge differences, you know, of, uh, I guess, consensus maybe around 10%. 10, 15, I reckon. Yeah. 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 But, um, you know, you've got some people out there saying that, you know, really interest rates won't necessarily be a factor. And, you know, you don't necessarily have to name who that, that those are typically uh, well uh, very vocal people in the market. And then you've got some, you know, the more bearish people who think interest rate rises will drive, you know, house prices across the country down 25 or 30%. Obviously, uh, no one knows for sure. I think the only thing we can say for certain is that for as long as this cycle plays out, and it's going to take a few months to a few years, that we can expect a lot of Twitter bickering about it. So at least we'll have entertainment as the uh, as we work out where house prices are going. Fantastic. Look forward to that. So uh, in this current beaten down market, of course, you, you're always looking for opportunities. Um, we spoke with uh, Brad King from Armitage uh, Private uh, this morning. He's uh, talking about those fallen angel stocks. Uh, look, I won't, won't give them away. It's, it's worth checking out. But, uh, you know, just bearing in mind some of those ones that, that have fallen Perhaps now, uh, you know, it's also almost counterintuitive, isn't it, to to look at um, at buying. Uh, although, you know, obviously, you've got to be wary about trying to pick a dip, uh, pick the bottom, I should say. Um, nonetheless, maybe it's all about uh, running against the herd. Mm. That's uh, the old saying, right? We haven't whipped in a Buffett quote uh, yet today, but it's you know the whole notion of being uh, greedy where other people are fearful. Uh, we ha- have had a few people coming on today. Um, you know, speaking to, to that effect that, you know, if you really look out in the five, five, 10 years time horizon, which a lot of retail versus investors, you could argue probably should be doing anyway, um, you know, given their, you know, um, sort of need to, to secure uh, the wealth into the future. Um, but, you know, there's some uh, attractive valuations there and that, you know, bearish sentiment is almost at, a, at its peak. Um, you know, far be it for me to disagree or put my view in there on that one. But, um yeah, there are a lot of people who think that you know clearly this uh, this sell-off is overdone and that uh, the markets are bearish and that's a good time to buy. All right. Well, speaking of uh, buying, selling, holding, maybe uh, let's uh, take a look at the stock of the day. It's Brambles in that logistics space, obviously with the Pallets and Co. Uh, Jim Lou from Trebeca Investment Partners and Adam Dawes from Shoreham Partners uh, took a look. Let's uh, listen to what they had to say. If you hold it, I would definitely hold it. I think it was under takeover, but then wasn't under they takeover, away, so yeah. they, they stepped away. So I think that there is definite um, uh, interest in the stock. Bramble's one of those stocks that really hasn't done much for the last 10 years. And if you look at the chart, it really, it's just moved sideways. It really hasn't done much. Um, yeah, so I think um, over the longer period, Bramble's been a good quality business, always in the top 20, top 50 stocks. So it always has that sort of institutional flow. But for me, it's not one that I invest in. So if you hold it, hold it. If no, no fresh capital at the moment, I think there's better places to be. 
in terms of fundamental, um, you know, lumber cost is a big cost for these guys, and that has since come back uh, fifty percent or so for, for this business. So result will be pretty good, pretty defensive. Share price performed well relative to a weak market. So it's kind of just thereabouts. People tend to pair this company with Mcor, um, and relatively, I prefer Mcor compared to Bramble, even though okay. Bramble, you know, on seventeen times Mcor somewhat similar, but Mcor has had far more, you know, a lot of um, cost um, headwind in the last six months, and now they're all coming off. That is Bramble. So it is a halt. Perhaps uh, Amcor looking a little more attractive at this point. Kyle, uh, cryptocurrencies, do we go there? Goodness, I in fact did a, uh, some chart analysis as we do at the end of every month um, with Tony Sycamore from City Index just as to what those charts are showing. Of course, they are looking extremely ugly. Uh, Bitcoin having, it did over the past 24 hours, dip not below 20, but below 19,000, then pulled back up again uh, in the hours after that. Uh, but uh, interesting that he, I mean, you know, we, we've seen um, dramatic falls, particularly with the likes of Ethereum off 40% in mm. just June alone. But then he talks about the outperformers. The, the outperformers, <laughs> which actually fell. Protect your capital, of course. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, he's talking about those outperformers that fell less rather than actually yeah, yeah, you know, going up. 10% 10, 10 of your value. That's, that's, um, yeah, that's a store of value there. That's yeah, fun. look, uh, you know, looking at the likes of uh, Cardano and, and Ripple that, uh, you know, as I said, fell less than the rest. So that's actually a bit of, seen as a bit of a win in that space. But um, still, obviously, a lot of pain as uh, the crypto market remains deep in the winter. Yes, and uh, we'll have perhaps some interesting price actions to look forward to over the weekend too because obviously those thin markets, um, we actually had a chat with Carl Capolingo today with Micro uh, macro, macro Crypto giving his view that you know maybe we're seeing some support there at that sort of previous cycle high. Um, but again, always look on with great caution uh, and also probably excitement, the uh, weekend price action in crypto. Um, but... We're looking at. I'm looking at Libby, the producer. She's saying that we've got to wrap it up. Oh well, okay. Let, let's do that because um, you, you talk about looking forward. Lots to look forward to next week. Of course, yep. the biggie being the RBA. Yep. And its rates move. Yep. Uh, consensus, fifty basis points. Uh, and I guess the point is, what are they going to do after that? Yeah, there's uh, therein lies the interest. And uh, I had a great chat during the week to Phil O'Donoghue, who I mentioned on the podcast yesterday about. Uh, the CPI number at the end of July uh, could be much hotter than the um, RBA is currently forecasting. Uh, they're sort of looking at around 7% um, inflation by the end of the year. He's suggesting it could be closer to 8 and that could necessitate a 75 basis point hike in August. So that guidance is going to be all important. It's going to be a obviously live meeting and one that we'll cover on our special rates episode two on Tuesday at 2.30. Yeah, absolutely. We were all over it and uh, quite a bit of data coming uh, from uh, overseas, particularly the States too, where we got to jolts and rounding out the week with uh, non-farm payrolls. So that's going to be fascinating too. Mm. Uh, and also a bit uh, coming from China, which we obviously we need to watch at the same time. Yep, and not far from US earnings season too. So it's going to be chock a block. That's right, where we start talking not valuations, but earnings you're dead right kyle let's leave it there i uh, hope you can relax tune out maybe over the weekend and then mm. we'll do it all again on monday see you then mate cheers hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 